standing in the uh, Evergreen Park Village Pantry. By the time this show airs, you'll already have given away all of the the hams and, and everything else for Christmas, but you guys are getting ready for it today. John Dalkey, how are you, John? All right, I'm doing great. You've been on the show before with me. Like back at the beginning of the holiday season, we talked about yeah. all the stuff you yeah. guys are going to be doing. How's it I, going? We had a tremendous response from the, from the people in, in Evergreen Park. We got donations from all the schools and from Marathana, uh, St. Bernadette's, Redeemer, and several, several other organizations. It was an unbelievable response by the community. I just want to give you the opportunity to thank everybody for all their support. And there's a lot of people around here that work really hard, but you, I mean, I, I see you always like spearheading everything. You must be exhausted. Uh, I'm looking forward to Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard about our thing that we've been doing on the EP podcast, the good people of Evergreen Park? No, I haven't. Yes. We, what we've been doing is we've been rewarding people that do good things around Evergreen Park. Oh with uh, prizes, kind of giving back to the people that give. Oh, okay. And uh, I came here today to surprise you and give you a $50 gift card to Unidad, a Latin kitchen and bar for being one of the good people of Evergreen Park. Thanks very much. (laughs) 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 Okay. You invited me over here. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Uh, I'll get him and I will surprise (laughs) him and give him something, okay? (laughs) I'll have to uh, bring my crew out. You have to bring your crew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a lot of crew. Yeah. Okay. How about this? Last week we didn't give away a good people of Evergreen Park because yeah. I got too busy. Yeah. So what I was going to do is going to be I, there for the good people of the Evergreen Park right. food pantry. So my new thing was that I was going to come in and I was going to be like, okay, I'm going to give one to John. I'm going to let John like pick somebody else. But yeah. I see everybody else working around yeah. here so yeah. hard. So I'm going to give you the second prize. Add that in there. Okay. Okay. All right, That's thanks. a total of a hundred bucks. All right. Take awesome. them to Unidad. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much. And you know what? Thank you for being a good person at Evergreen Park. All right. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. This is the EP Podcast. My name is Chris Lanuti. I'm your neighbor, and I invite you to belly on up to my nine-foot homemade oak bar in my basement for 30 minutes of Evergreen Park. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. We could have taken this week off easily, and I was like, no, we got stuff to do. As you heard at the beginning, we wanted to finish up our Good People of Evergreen Park promotion where we were giving away $50 prizes all between Thanksgiving and Christmas during the holiday season to give back to those who give to the community a way of rewarding the good people in Evergreen Park. And John Dalkey and the rest of the folks over at the Evergreen Park Village Food Pantry have done a wonderful job. I know that they've thanked me and thanked Hannah for, you know, putting as much of a spotlight as we could on what they were doing this month. If we helped in any way, I'm happy to have done so. But trust me, it was as minuscule as could be compared to what they do. And they do it 12 months out of the year. Don't forget them when the holiday season is over. Ahead on the show, we are going to sit down with our good friend Mike. He's the head bartender over at Unidad Latin Kitchen and Bar. He does this mixology thing with us. We're doing another mixology with Mike segment. We're going to teach you how to do really cool cocktails at home just in time for all of your parties. Village trustee Mark Marzullo was on last week, but we talked so much, there's still some to get to. So we're going to talk a little bit more about the history of Evergreen Park and some fun Christmas memories and also about how Evergreen deals with big snowfalls and snow emergencies during the winter. And we've got a guest down here. He does his own podcast called Me and the Priest. 
He is one of our local priests from Most Holy Redeemer, Navy Marine Chaplain, former U.S. Marshal, Father Paul Guzman, who I was able to get down here because you know how you get a priest down to your basement? You give him wine. Yeah, that's right. Right. And you have good uh, wine here for Seda, which is Bene Tutti. <laughs> bene Tutti. You get a Benis. Yeah, which is... Uh, just, I got you. I got you a brand new brand now that you drink oh, now. I think this is you great. got me addicted. It's not fair. <laughs> that's you what see, happens. You come over to an Italian guy's house and he gives you like some wine. It's like eight bucks inside a liquor store, but it's straight from Tuscany. Yeah. And it doesn't have a fancy label, but I'm like, I was in this vineyard. This is good. Yeah. And you, and, you're... Uh, you, this is all you drink now, right? I, I go in yeah. there. I go. I know exactly because yeah. I got it all stacked up. Right. I grab two. I got right. one for each. People have hand no idea why you grab it. You're like, who's grabbing a, it? That's that stuff is better than most of the stuff you'd pay forty bucks for. I'm in there for five minutes. I just go right there, grab two, go right to the checkout. When I first was all looking you need for is an it, Italian. Italian when I, when I was first looking for it, I, I, I grabbed one of the one of the ladies there and, I said, and it, because I took a picture right. here of your label, and I said, "Where's this?" And she goes, "Oh yeah, that's my favorite. It's yeah. right over here." You know? If you, it, I think Italians look at vineyards instead of labels because they know the local grape. Right. And in Italy, that I right. learned, like this comes from a particular area. You're only going to get that wine there. If you from want that, that wine, you got to leave Rome. You got to right. take the you got to take right. the train. You got to go there, and that's where you're going to get it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The Reno de, uh, de Vino de Reginale. Right. And that's it. I know it's petty, but I don't like it when people take their lights down before the Christmas season is over. Well, you know and I've gotten annoyed about it. And it, now my mother, my mother drives me nuts. I it love used your to always, mother. It used to always be when the three wise men get there. Mm-mm. So if you get through the epiphany, that was it. Do you know when the and Christmas... now it's really farther on. Like it's like, yes. the, which, you know... which one is it? Where does, when do the lights go down? Do you know when Christmas officially ends? When? Like March February 3rd? the 2nd. Oh, come on. The I Feast keep, of the Presentation. If I kept my if lights up until then, Roma, people would think I was a crazy person. If you know, if you go to Roma, do you know that the nativity set in St. Peter's Square does not get taken down until the Feast of the Presentation? So am I putting February them up too the early? When, when do you put them up? I put them up after Thanksgiving. No. So the lights stay up through Advent. Yes. And the lights stay up till February. So... Essentially, a Catholic Church is telling me two full months. Yeah, basically. Out of 12. Uh-huh. One-sixth of the year, mm-hmm. Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. Well, you, that doesn't seem like overkill to you. You, you, can, uh, you can hold the lights off in Advent and just have things like the Advent calendar or the Advent uh, wreath in the house and leave it at that. Yeah, I can't do that. My wife, she's Christmas well, crazy. Yeah, that, that's the All culture. that stuff's got to come out. She culture. was mad at me. The two days after Thanksgiving, she was mad at me. I didn't put them up the day after Thanksgiving. Like in Italy, they like don't Like, I have... hold her off. She put them up after after Halloween if I, oh if my I let her. Like, no. she's Christmas nuts. And Erica, I'm like, no. stop that. Yeah, she really wants, she loves her some Christmas. Well, look at the culture. You, you're Italian. You've been to Italy. Yeah. St. Nicholas or Santa Claus isn't big. It's the Christmas witch. It's a witch. Oh, I like in that. Italy. Well, I like what's witches. the word for witch? You know what else Italian? I like? I like the idea of I like the idea of Krampus. Like I'm I'm a big fan of Krampus. You've what's heard that? of Krampus? No. You haven't heard of Krampus? No. Oh my goodness, this is great. Krampus is the evil devil creature. Yeah. That comes and eats children who are bad on Christmas. It's like is a, that bad? It's a German thing or something oh. like that. Yeah. They made a horror movie about Krampus like maybe okay. like three years ago, but then I went and I looked it up and this is like a real thing. That they're like good kids got Santa, bad kids were taken away by Krampus and eaten. 
It's like the boogeyman. And he's the got like horns and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah okay. he's really, he's got like hooves and horns. Ooh. Krampus. Very demonic. Oh, yeah, you yeah. got to look up Krampus, man. Okay, that's, with that's, a K or a C? Uh, with a K. K-R-A-M-P-U-S. Yes, okay. Krampus. Okay. And, which I think is hysterical. Hey, I, I think the idea the of culture. Krampus is maybe my funniest thing in the world. It's just really the funniest thing ever. And the movie's actually really good. I actually I actually dug the movie, and I'm not a big fan of scary movies. And I watched the thing, and I was like, this is actually a pretty good horror movie set during Christmas. Like, I kind of dug it. I was like, this it's is, a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie children? where people are being killed. Like, yeah, right. murdered viciously well, well, just by Krampus. Like, just like Die Hard. Yeah, Krampus is starts movie. killing people. <laughs> Remember yeah, when we talked yeah, about yeah, Die Hard? Yeah, yeah exactly. A Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> so you're telling me lights until when? February 2nd is officially when the Christmas season ends. February 2nd. The Feast of the Presentation. You know, if I keep my Christmas lights till then, everybody's going to think I'm nuts. No, not really. They'll think that you don't want to get out there in the cold and take them down. And I don't blame you. It is now time for your EP Word on the Street. The Village Hall and the Community Center for Evergreen Park have special hours, of course, because of Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So on Christmas Eve, they're open 9 a.m. till noon. On Christmas Day, closed, of course. Same thing for next week with New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. 9 a.m. till noon on New Year's Eve and closed all day on New Year's Day. Stop throwing leaves into the street. That's done with. They're not coming around and picking those up anymore. All the trucks are now snow plows. We're going to talk a little bit about snow removal with Mark Marzullo from the village here in just a few moments. Saturday, January the 11th at O'Brien Hall at 9315 South Francisco, St. Bernadette is having their trivia night. Doors open at 6 p.m. Contest starts at 7 p.m. The cost is $150 per table with a six-person minimum at the table. BYOB and snacks call 708-422-8995 for more details. And a special note for the EP podcast. There will be an EP podcast out next week, but I will not be hosting it. Glenn Panuski, point man for the village, also the guy that does the Candlelight Theater, has been asking me forever if he could host the show. And then he asked me to be a guest. So you will listen to me be a guest on my own show. I know, weird. Look for that next week. That's your word on the street. This is the EP podcast found everywhere. Podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com. Looking for something to do this New Year's Eve, but you don't feel like staying out that late? The Red Palm in Evergreen Park has the answer. It's their 12 hours to midnight party, December 31st from 10.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Brunch buffet, party favors, countdown champagne toast at noon, bingo with $500 in gift cards up for grabs, and the big prize from Oak Lawn Toyota. You could win a car to kick off your new year. Get in and get your seat as quick as you can before they run out. 3020 95th Street in Evergreen Park. The Red Palm is your island getaway right here in the EP. With a menu like no other created by Chef Mario and cooked in a beautiful wood fire oven. Unique taste, comfort foods. The Red Palm at 3020 West 95th Street. Island attitude, local latitude. So I went to a luncheon. I went to the Chamber of Commerce annual luncheon. And they did this thing where they all the business leaders and, you know, people in the community and everything like that. It was over at St. Zab's. And they had like the like one of the banquet rooms there. And they had this luncheon that lasted for about two, three hours where, like, you're, you know, they gave out some awards and stuff like that. And I was not going to go. 
And then Sal over at Unidad was like, you want to go as my guest? Because his wife, Jamie, couldn't make it. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I became his plus one. So I, I basically crashed the thing and got okay. to go sit in there with all the business owners and everything else like that. So I went in there and I sat down. And as I walk in, it's 1130 in the morning and there's a bar. Well, of course. And it's an open bar. Oh, it was open. Yeah. It said Ooh. cash bar on the on the on the ticket. Yeah. But that was a lie. <gasps> See, I think what they did is it was like, you know, if you if you don't know what this is, why would you show up for it and have to pay cash for the bar? But I think if most people knew it was an open bar, the place would have been wall-to-wall people. This is true. People would have found time to get there for an open bar. This is true. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I don't know, it's 1130 in the morning on a Wednesday. And Sal immediately goes, you want something to drink? And I'm like, well, we're opening the bar. So that's the <laughs> best thing about <laughs> So nobody was going over there until the two of us walked over there. Then what was funny is everybody starts moving their way over. And what I think is funny about it is that there are people there that are on their work day, right? They got to go back to work. But they're watching like their coworkers. Like, well, if they get up and get a beer, I'm getting a beer. See, what's so wrong back but in the day? nobody wants to go and do it. Back in the day, having a martini at lunch, like in the 60s and 70s. My feeling is if you're not driving a vehicle for work, like a school bus, yeah. you know, if you're, if, truck. if you're not handling a weapon, you know, if you're working in a bank and you decide to have a beer at, at lunch, I don't understand what the problem is. Me neither. In Europe, they do it. Yeah. And, you know, or they drink a glass of wine or something like that. But right. you could see, like, everybody's just kind of like, do I go over there? Judgmental. Do I walk over there? Will people judge me? You were watching. Will people being think that I have a judged. problem? I'm the only person who doesn't care if people think I have a problem. <laughs> so this month, Unidad is doing something really cool. If you walk inside and you have something to eat, you enjoy happy hour, uh, you visit them at any point here in the month of December. In the month of January, during a uh, specified date range, which is pretty wide, you come back in and you bring in this unopened envelope that you're going to get in the month of December during that December visit. You walk back in with the envelope. If it's unopened, they open it up. You get anything from gift cards to a big screen TV. And you could also get a mixology party for you and nine of your friends with what I consider to be the greatest mixologist right now that I've met on the south side, and he's right here in Evergreen Park. Mike, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you, Chris. I was great with those compliments. I do my best. I ham it up a little bit, okay? We're getting close to the holiday. I've got nothing but holiday cheer. All right, so you're going to be doing this thing. Tell me, first of all, if somebody wins this, the person who does win it, because somebody is going to win it. Oh, yeah. Okay, so somebody comes in. They eat something, they have a nice night out, they end up with this envelope, they come back, it gets opened up at some point in January when they're in here and they find out that they have this mixology party for them and nine of their friends from Unidad. What's the details of that? Have you guys worked out exactly how it's going to go? What should they expect? Uh, so I'm going to sit down with them. We're kind of going to go over the cocktail list. So I want to make drinks that they're interested in making and then sitting down and be like, what would you like to make at home? What would you like, what kind of part of this would you want to be able to do you know not daily but maybe monthly or for special events and then uh from there we'll just go over what few drinks to make and uh you'll grab some buddies come in we'll make them we'll try them because you gotta make sure they're right so if somebody's got a, a love of 
margaritas, you would sit there and say, okay, we have these different styles. If somebody has a love of, uh, I don't know, uh, martinis, you yeah. would sit there and say, yeah, if you want to have a martini party, we'll talk about different ways to make different martinis. Oh, yeah. We'll go so, over how wrong James Bond was with his martini. <laughs> <laughs> so really, they're going to get to also get the style what kind of party they're going to have. Yeah, oh, exactly. That's uh, We want it to be what they want out of a cocktail party, obviously within our own means and the way we do cocktails here, but... Yeah. Awesome. All right. So what do you want to teach people today on your Mixology with Mike segment? Uh, let's see. Today, it's been a while. It's been a couple yeah. months. I'm excited to, go, to have an excuse to come back here and do one. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's see. Last time we did the I Love Lucy and kind of broke down um, basis of cocktails, which was two parts spirit, one part sour, one part sweet. And today we're going to go over how to change those spirits um, really easily um, just at home. Uh, so we're going to talk about infusions for cocktails. Um, so as long as your spirit is 80 proof or above, you're good to go with like a countertop infusion. Um, you just got to make sure that alcohol level is right. And then it's just playing off of flavors. So if you like spicy margaritas, um, don't waste your money buying some premixed sour. You can get whatever chilies you like with the amount of heat that you like. Slice them up, wear your gloves, slice them up. Uh, put the tequila and the peppers in a little container that you can put a lid on and just let it sit for about a week to two weeks. Um, obviously, my little pro tip, anything with spice, you're going to want to check that every couple of days because it will get hotter. Um, that's just tequila. Let's see, if you're a gin fan, there's a lot of really nice flavors you can do with gin. Uh, gin does really well with acidity, so you could get some... Cranberries are everywhere right now. You can get some cranberries, kind of just split those in half, add a little bit of citrus. Uh, this is also where herbs come into play really well. Um, so you essentially find the flavor you want to do, and you put it, like, would a mason jar work? Like you yeah, kind of put mason it, jar you know, would totally take, work. Take the alcohol, find a little bit. So if somebody's going to infuse a flavor, do they go big, like fill the whole jar? Do they put just a little bit at the bottom? What do you suggest for somebody who's trying it for the first time? Uh, for the first time, maybe go a little bit smaller. You know, don't... Don't run a test on a whole bottle of a spirit that you like. Right. Um, that way, if it does go sideways, you don't ruin all your product. Uh, but yeah, you can easily do just a little, what are those, like the 12 or 16 ounce mason jars that a lot of people just end up having in their home. You do that about halfway, and then, yeah, like say you wanted to add just a little bit of lemon and cranberry. If I was doing about 12 to 16 ounces, maybe one lemon cut into thin rings, Maybe half a cup of cranberries, a couple of things of rosemary, and it's that simple. Yep. Now you've done. Now you've done an infused alcohol yep. that you can use at your own home bar or if you're making cocktails for people. Oh yeah, yeah. That's really all you need to do. Then you just have to have the patience. Don't forget about it, or else it's going to get. You'll start to pull out the bitter flavors. So it's that whole mix. It's it's it gets to a tightrope after about day ten, um, where all of a sudden you're pulling out more of those heavy bitter oils, especially if you're using citrus. You'll lose that acidity and then move over to the bitterness. So just check it, take a little sip, little excuse to have a sip during the day. So now you've learned how to infuse things from Mike. Remember, if you ever want to talk drinks with him, Mike's standing right here behind the bar pretty much every night at Unidad, a Latin kitchen and bar. It's located on 95th Street, right in between Turner and Homan. You can find them on the south end of the street. It's a great restaurant. People all over Evergreen Park rave about it. People rave about you, Mike. And now you can go in there here as December's getting towards its close. And I know they're having their big New Year's Eve party as well. Check the website for details on that. 
Uh, you can get in here. You can still have a meal, have a night out, get away from your holiday struggles, get that cool envelope that you get to bring back in January, and maybe Mike is entertaining you and a big group of friends, and you're learning even more mixology with Mike. Thanks a lot, bud. Thank you. Oh, it was a pleasure. Listen up, EP Podcast listeners, for something big from core fitness and physical therapy. If you're not sure what your needs are, or if physical therapy is the right course of action for you, they are now offering a free 20-minute evaluation. All you have to do is call to schedule it, 708-422-0990. And if you mention the EP podcast, you get a special gift. Core gives you one-on-one care inside of a facility that's much more like a spa than a clinic. Core Fitness and Physical Therapy also offers Pilates mat classes as well as group equipment classes, whatever your need. Give them a call today, 708-422-0990 or stop by their newly renovated and expanded facilities, 2940 95th Street in Evergreen Park. Experience something better at Core Fitness and Physical Therapy. Mark Marzullo is an Evergreen Park Village trustee. He's also a really nice guy, and he's down here for the second straight week, which I appreciate. What's your favorite Christmas album? My favorite Christmas yeah, yeah, you're in the house. It's Christmas Eve. You're popping in one. We all have those. We all have the old albums or the new albums. I'm sure it's not now that's what I call the, Christmas I'll just 12. Turn on my I, serious the you Christmas just turn on that. station okay. and whatever. I, I always you know, go to either Bing Crosby, White Christmas, or the Frank I love Sinatra, J I N G. You know, J-I-N-G-L-E Bells, that, right. that one there, the, the one where he's got the present on the front of the album. Like, I'll those go are the from two. Bing Crosby to, to Mariah Carey. Really? So Big I'm Mariah like Carey. the mix of it. All I want, I can't sing that. <laughs> if I sing that, they'll throw tomatoes at me, but all I want for Christmas, and I don't know if it goes. But I, but I love that. We, we have that always going through our, always going through our house. Um, some of my favorite things as a, as a youngster, though, the streets in Evergreen Park when we were young, 60s, 70s, they didn't use salt. They put sand down. So the streets, there was always snow on the They streets. still do that on the West Coast. For, for some reason, it happened. Out here, they use salt. Well, it's a very simple explanation why the streets are... When I lived in Reno, Nevada, they looked at me like I was crazy when I was like, where's the salt? And I, I grew up at 99th and Millard. Okay. And I went to Southwest, which is right across the street from the, my Yeah, my you're house, right there. Yeah. Central and Evergreen. But when I was at Evergreen, you know, you'd walk out your front door. You had to walk to school. It'd be... Uh, Saw it would be a freshman or sophomore before we had our driver's license. You grab a bumper of a guy's car, and they call it skitching. And you just take me right to 99th and Kedzie. And then you go to school that way. Kids don't do this. Every day. It, we, we're not telling you to try this. But you could do it in the old days because the, the streets were always icy. Then one day, a guy named Mike Belandic forgot to shovel the snow and put Jane Byrne as mayor. And every politician said one thing after that. We're putting streets, salt down. I don't care what happens. Right. We're going to get as much salt as we can. We, but those streets are going to be clean, 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 no matter what, because we saw what happened in the city of Chicago. Does does Evergreen does Evergreen sit down every year and go? This is we have like I mean, do we have like a like a salt budget? And yes. is there is there a time when we get really bad snow or Evergreen Park? It like it's like okay, we're having bad snow. Let's get more salt. Like how does that all work? It's so got to be a big coordination effort when you it, guys are doing it's, that. It's it's you pre buy your salt, so you go in there and say, okay, I'm going to buy. This winter, we're going to have, we have to guarantee so many tons that you're going to buy. Okay. And you're locked in at a price. And if you go over that, they really real hit you because they know you're desperate. Then, you know, it's and like, they get you. It's supply and demand. It lasts, does it, 
like the thing is, it's hard to keep it because where would you put it where it wouldn't break down over we a year? We have soft right? domes. You have and, domes that you yeah, can put we have in. A soft dome so you could always buy in advance of the next year if you got it budgeted right. And right? you, 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 we, you know, you, you, you hope, you pray that you don't have a major storm. Uh, so far, so good this winter. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a one in 2011. I want to remember. I want to say 2011, 2012. It was the one where the snow was so high that I got back. I had to work that night. I was a nine one dispatcher. Okay, and I spent the entire evening dealing with this massive blizzard that came through the city of Chicago. That was the one where like they had people got out of their cars on Lakeshore Drive and abandoned them for three days. Right. Remember this one? Yeah. 2011, 2012. Somewhere horrible. There. Right. Horrible snow. And I remember pulling up. I'm on 99th Street and I'm, I had to get a hotel that night because I couldn't <laughs> get back from the dispatch center. I spent the night. And what was funny was I was smart. What do you what do you think? I That day when they said it was going to be like the biggest blizzard ever. When I walked out the door, what do you think I was carrying in my hands? Just give just just a guess, because I was I was anticipating. Hopefully, a lot of cash. It was it was like a bottle of scotch and a case of Miller Lite. <laughs> my wife goes, "What are you bringing a bottle of scotch and a case of Miller Lite for?" I'm like, "I'm gonna get stranded. This I'm almost sure I'm getting stranded someplace." So and that's exactly what happened. We ended up having a party in the hotel room for all the dispatchers that ended that's that funny. night because we couldn't get back home. So the next day, the roads are cleared enough that we're able to... It took me like an hour and a half to get home from where I was at, just working my way back through the city. City was a ghost town, got back to Evergreen Park. So I get into Evergreen Park, and I get down 99th Street, and I pull up my car. And because I'm on 99th and the plows are doing everything they can to just get the streets cleared, the top of my car was the top of the drift at the driveway. Oh, my gosh. And I stood there for a while, and I go, I can't get to my house. And it took me like something like four or five hours to get to the house. I had to go. I had to find somebody who had a snowblower that I could get to because I couldn't get to my own. And then I had to drive it over in my car and I had to work my way into the thing. Like my wife has pictures of me slowly making my way. And you could do a time lapse as the sun is moving in the background as I'm slowly making my way. One of these days I'm going to make it to this house. It took me like almost the entire day to get there. When that happened what's your knowledge? What's your take? What, like, how does the village handles when, cause that's the closest thing we've had to a natural disaster recently inside of really Evergreen at, Park. You know what? They, inside they, Evergreen Park, I would say like, you always prepare for a natural disaster, but that'd be the closest thing you've had to a natural disaster. If you go back, the worst snow was ever in 68. Okay. Now in 68, we didn't have the equipment and you didn't have the wherewithal to take care of it. The weather forecast, 68, for those who don't know, it must've snowed five feet in a day. My parents always talk about this, but it was before It was unbelievable. And they didn't have the plow. You know, they had one or two plow trucks. There was no salt. It was so bad, everything was closed down. The guy, and I remember the gentleman's name. He lived on Central Park. So the milkman had his freezer and everything, and he had his truck. He'd go get his deliveries. A guy named Al Sonin lived on Central Park. He had a toboggan that day walking from house to house, and he knew knew everybody on his route. Whoever had little kids, he brought milk to them. Because there's no store. It wasn't, there was no, right. there was hair of certified that was, it is now Porter Cullens was the only store around. Right. Okay. And you know, uh, Steve Harif lived right on 99th street. He, he tried to open up, but there, you know, nobody could get to him. And there was a jewel maybe, or there was something else, not too many stores back in those days, but I always remember Al and nobody had snowblowers. Mr. No, there's no such thing. One guy had a snowblower and a really? Mr. Okay. Eck and he had a lot of money. So yeah, he's obviously guy, in he's 1968, they have a snowblower. He was like, Oh, Mr. Eck's got a snowblower. He must be a rich guy. <laughs> he's got there. a generator. It didn't even snow on his house. And he came he, by he paid, and he did he paid everybody God that he not could. to put snow on his front. But we lawn. would dig tunnels right. and everything. But you know what it was? It, My it, kids did that in 2011. There was no sense of panic back then. Though. Yeah. 
You know, now it's everything. Oh my God, it's the end of the world. We, you know what everyone did? Hey, we'll stay in. We'll watch our three channels, two, five, seven, or nine. Um, nobody went to school. Uh, there was always food in the house. Nobody went to work. And nobody panicked. Nobody's Because you never knew what was coming. Now, on the weather, five days, 10 days before it hits, it's the end of the world. The snow is going to come. And, and then nothing panicking. really happens like 99 or 100 times. Yeah. And so that was kind of funny. The old days, it would, ju- it would just hit. And you go, oh my God, it's here. So does Evergreen prepare for big things like that every year? Or do you kick it into high gear when you hear that something's coming? Because there's no way you really know. Like in... When you guys are purchasing your salt and figuring out what you're going to do, or you as a board are trying to prepare for a certain season or something, there's no way you know that like three months later in February, you're going to get hit with something like that. You, you, know? you, you work on your, you know, your statistics, your averages of what you're doing. So are you guys all on the phone with each other? Is that what you do? You like, no. you jump on, like something like that's hitting, let's say, let's Bill, say something like that Bill comes, Lorenz, you guys all start communicating with each other. Like, what are we going to do? How are we going to handle this in advance? The mayor and Bill Lorenz, uh, who runs our street department, they're very well on top of it. Uh, Mayor Sexton you can, is always, uh, the minute there's going to be a big storm, I see Mayor Sexton always driving around, checking on the plows. We're, you know, we're in position. We're ready to go. Uh, we have guys, for example, that will say, okay, we know it's going to be a big storm tonight. So you five guys don't come to work today. Try to sleep in, get whatever you can in because you're working tonight. You're sitting in the trucks. You'll be ready for it. Okay. So that's how we try to, that's how we try to play it. We have everybody in position, ready to go. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But if it happens, we're prepared. It's good. It's very good. We got off the subject of Christmas, so I'm going to yank us back over to that yes, right sir. now, okay? All right, so Christmas and Evergreen, and we always hear the phrase, keep the green and evergreen. And it's interesting because Evergreen's got very different businesses. You have a Walmart that's within Evergreen, mm-hmm. and you also have the small mom-and-pop stores that we've talked about are really the lifeblood yes. of, of a village like this. How much, I mean, you got to be honest with me here, You got to be because I'll be honest with you. Because I, I know it's not all of my shopping. How much of your shopping do you try? Do you try to get out and buy things that are like at the small stores because of how involved you are with the village? Does it kind of make it, you? Yeah. Is I, it something where you try to make a conscious effort to do I, it? I make a conscious effort to buy the things in Evergreen Park that I can get. But I'm a victim like everybody else. I'll be sitting on my couch and I'll see something and I'll just press the computer and Amazon's got it at my door the next day. Right. And that's a, that, that's a tough thing. It's really kind of put a chokehold on the small businesses. We have a lot of small businesses that have the things. I, sh- I should regress a little bit. My wife does all the shopping, all the stuff. So, you <laughs> I know, like how you pretended you were doing shopping. You know, a little bit I might go, but, you know, I was I did my shopping tonight. I was at my two, was I, I was at Benny's in the dollar store. Yeah, that's, that's your shopping. In the hardware store. Ace, I, did, I hit the Ace earlier, so that's about the three spots I hit. My wife does all the rest of this stuff. Well, Mark, we're out of time. And, folks, I want to tell everybody – very quickly, thank you very, very much for a wonderful year with the EP Podcast. Uh, I'm hoping it turns into many, many more years to come. I want to wish you and your family and your friends a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays, and a great end to 2019. The EP Podcast will have an episode next week. We do not stop here. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for telling your friends and family about it. And thank you for subscribing. It means the world to me. Merry Christmas, everybody. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. 
Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement. Broadcast. Basement. The Nudie's Basement. The Broad Basement. Slancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com.